0: This is the Timepieces History Podcast, where each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past. Here's your host, Gudrun Lorette.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 11. Today I thought we'd have some fun and explore the meaning behind the names of the pubs we see around Britain. This is inspired by one of our local pubs, the Cricketers Arms in Bill Key, where my dad and my nana both grew up and somewhere I spent a lot of time. There are no prizes for guessing the reason for the name for that pub, though. It's not far from a local cricket club, which has been there since 1866. According to Historic UK, sports-related pub names are a fairly recent development, and we do know that the Cricketers was previously known as both the Key Tavern, for obvious reasons, and the Cromwell, because Oliver, from episode 10, stayed in the area the nearby Haylingwood farm. Pub signs date back thousands of years, with Roman taberna owners hanging vine leaves outside to show that wine was available inside the building. When the Romans invaded Britain, they had to make a deal with bushes instead, as we didn't really have the climate for vine growing. And this led to pubs having names such as the Hollybush or the Mulberry Bush. Medieval publicans, lacking painted or metal signs to hang up outside their inn, would leave an object outside to help people identify the pub from others, including kettles and boots. It's also worth bearing in mind that most of the population were illiterate for many centuries, so there wasn't really much point in having a written sign. Interestingly, the first inns were for knights and pilgrims heading to the Holy Land for the Crusades, and these were run by religious organisations. The Lamb and Flag is so named because the Lamb represents Christ, and the Crusaders carried flags. The Saracens' head and the Turks' head are fairly gruesomely obvious. Religious pub names were common up until Henry VIII's Reformation, although some have survived and indicate that a church would once have stood nearby, such as the bell or the angel. Others had to change their names. Pubs called the Cross Keys were once named after St Peter, because he held the key to Heaven's Gate, and many now known as the Ship would previously have been the Ark. Some pubs are named for the services offered alongside the beer for sale, and are fairly obvious once you think about it. Horse and groom and coach and horses don't need much explanation. The farrier's arms was a pub where horses could be reshoed, or should that be reshod, and the wheelwright's arms meant that you could have your coach wheels looked at and repaired or replaced as necessary. Names such as the fox and hounds are also self-explanatory and relate to hunting. Any animal plus a colour is usually heraldic, such as the white Hart, named after Richard II's badge, and which is the fourth most common pub name in Britain. The most popular is the Red Lion, which is often credited to James VI and I, as mentioned in episode 8, who used it as a representation of himself and insisted that it was displayed on public buildings once he came to power. Alternatively, it could also be because it was the badge of John of Gaunt, who was Duke of Lancaster and founder of the Royal House of Lancaster. The Crown Pub is believed to be the second most used name in the country, and meant that the publican could show support for the monarch without saying which one he was in favour of. And the Rose Crown refers to the War of the Roses, which was fought by John of Gaunt's descendants. Another popular name is the Royal Oak, and there's a very nice Royal Oak in York. After the Battle of Worcester in 1651, which as we know from the last episode, put Oliver Cromwell in charge, the young Prince Charles escaped. He found himself in a wood in Staffordshire, and scaled an oak tree, where he remained hidden from Cromwell's troops for a day before fleeing to France. The story proved popular with the citizens of England, and when he came to the throne as Charles II in 1660 as part of the Restoration, many pubs were renamed the Royal Oak in recognition of his loyalty to his country. Many pub names are simply related to a piece of equipment or ingredient used in the beer-making process. Anything with the word hop in the name is fairly self-explanatory, as is the barley mow. The mash tun refers to the container the grains are placed in before they're mixed with water, and anything with cock in the name refers to the stopcock which releases the beer from the barrel. In Ireland, pubs tend to be named after the owner, which probably explains the proliferation of Murphy's bars, and in Australia, they're often called the Something Hotel, such as the Australia Hotel in Adelaide. Many pubs have unique names which are significant to the owner of the local area. In Cheshire, for instance, you can visit the Beartown Tap, which is a nickname for Congleton, the town the pub sits in. Legend has it that its inhabitants once used money intended for the purchase of a Bible to have a bear-baiting stand at the local fair instead. And the Dirty Habit, which is in Canterbury, refers to both the monks who walked the pilgrims' way from Winchester to Hampshire and went via the famous cathedral in the city, as well as being a derogatory way to describe frequent pub going. I'd love to know what your local is called, or the most unusual pub name you've ever come across. Thank you so much for listening, and please tune in for the final episode of this season.
0: Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more Quick History Facts.